0: People make informed decisions that lead to living a life without regret. This is Sarah Kaki and Shauna Woods from Atlanta Divorce Law Group, and this is the Happily Ever After Divorce Podcast. Welcome everybody. This is another episode of the Happily Ever After Divorce Podcast. And Shauna and I are here from Atlanta Divorce Law Group. And today we're going to talk about self-love movement. This is a new movement, relatively new, where you probably all have seen a lot of social media posts of people taking selfies, posting very inspirational quotes, positive thinking, being the best of me. I accept all of me. I love me. And this is more or less a positive thing. It's a positive concept. It's a positive idea to love oneself, accept oneself, and let go of any self-limiting thoughts, self-limiting beliefs. But there's, as everything in life, there's a slippery slope where this thing can be taken too far. And that's sort of what Shauna and I want to talk about today. And why does it matter to the Atlanta Divorce Law Group and the Happily Ever After divorce movement that we're on and the mission that we're on? Well, what we've seen in both of our clients is people who newly get divorced, Seeking a new identity. They probably came from a divorce marriage where they were feeling trapped, where they felt they weren't able to express themselves. There was parts of themselves that went muted for a very long time. There was a lot of self-sacrifice. And now they're trying to find a platform, a framework to attach themselves to, perhaps even a box to put themselves in that gives them self-security that gives them self-esteem that makes them feel better about themselves and the self love movement of love yourself. You can do anything. um, You got this girl (laughs) might be (laughs) the anecdote. They find themselves on their journey to find the new version of themselves outside of the divorce. Uh, Shauna. What do you think the self-love movement is trying to accomplish? And why do you think it's so attractive to people who are just coming out of a divorce?
1: You know, I do think that self-love movement is trying to accomplish something very positive to teach us that, you know, the individual. You know, is important. The individual person is who should be loved. That we don't fit in these little boxes. That in fact, we don't have to do what society says in order to be happy and in order to be loved. Because self-love also is about how having people love our uh, others, right? Having people love you back, right? right? Because you're happiest when you have love in your life. So I think that's what it's kind to accomplish: is saying you, you individual. You might not have fit in that box of that particular marriage. You might not have fit in this box of a marriage period. You may not fit with that person and their negative energy towards you, but you're still worthy of love. And I think that's the whole point is saying you are worthy of not only loving yourself, but having love from other people. And I can
0: completely understand that when your source of love, which might have come through the marriage, or at least in a dysfunctional way, your your acceptance was coming Mm -hmm. from the marriage and that being cut out after the divorce, it's almost like you're chasing somewhere else to attach yourself to. And this is the parts where I believe the self-love movement can be detrimental when taken too far, where we lose self-awareness over it, Mm -hmm. where we lose that pain that you're actually supposed to go through right after divorce. There is a bit of pain that... Can produce a stronger you. And this is the part I really want to sh- have Shauna share a little bit of her story. I mean, you had at the age of 17, you were, you were, you became pregnant. Mm-hmm. You raised a child, a successful adult to this day on your own, put yourself through college, put yourself through law school without much support of your parents, without much support from your family against all odds funded yourself your way through it, and didn't have a man to support you through that either. So to me, there's a lot of self-love that was exercised in that journey to then now become a managing partner in one of the fastest growing law firms and helping other men and women find their journey. Where do you think your self-love came from where it was more than just a selfie on Instagram (laughs) or on social media or, you know, writing, looking at inspirational quotes that said, you got this girl.
1: It must have come from somewhere deeper. That's a really good question. Uh, And I don't want to discount the help that I did get along the way. Obviously, nobody's an island. But I do think that when it comes to pulling yourself together, right? And saying, what do I want from this life? Because at the, did become pregnant at 17. At the age of 18, I had a choice. What do I not only want my life to be, what do I want my daughter's life to look like? Because whether you're coming out of, of a marriage with children, or if you've had children outside of marriage, they are going to, you, you are their greatest influence, right? They're going to learn their skills from you. They're going to learn their drive from you. And so one of the things is, how do I want to mirror for my daughter, how I would like to see, you know, her have a healthy and happy life. And by mirroring that, it was really, how do I want to have a happy and healthy life? How do I become happy and healthy? And it's a lot about taking ownership of the tools in your arsenal, right? What do I have? Okay, I have intellect. What can I do with that intellect? I have drive. I have passion. Some people have artistic ability. I do not. (laughs) But whatever it is that you have in your arsenal, you know, friendliness, the ability to make friends, the ability to gather people around you, what is it you have in your arsenal and now what you have in your arsenal is, okay, where can I go with this? Mm. And then looking, okay, the, the pathway, I think to, to being successful is putting plan into action, right? Not just having a goal, but all right, I've got all these things. And then I look around and say, what don't I have? Okay. I don't have artistic ability. I am not going to be a painter. That's not happening in my life. I am <laughs> not going to be a creator of something artistic, I would have loved to, but no, that was not where, where I was headed. Okay. I have logic. Okay. Lawyer logic. I have drive ambition. Okay. Next step, one step in front of the next step Um, when looking to accomplish, you know, your goals, you can't just say, I'm going to put one step in front of the other because you have to plan. What am I going to rest? When am I going to to drink? When am I going to nourish myself? To me, it was never, hey, look at me, I'm accomplishing something. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong. Those are enjoyable moments. You know, when you win an award and you're like, I worked hard for that award and I look, this, this is what I did. But for me, it was I would have been happy with that award, even if nobody else was looking at me. And I think that's the big thing between where I was, because, you know, I had my daughter in 1990. Uh, we were barely learning about emails, much less mm-hmm. social media at that point. It was not a performance for anyone else, but me and reaching my goals and so that, for me, is where kind of the self-love came from, is I know where I want to be. And when I accomplish my goals, that makes me feel really good. Yeah. You know, that that gives me nourishment. and It makes me feel like I am taking ownership over this. I'm feeling authentic about what I'm doing. And even to this day, you know, the posts that I like to put on social media aren't really about me. They're more about the firm (laughs) or, or they're like celebrating other people. And I think that really did come from, you know, I know where I want to be in my life. And when I accomplish that goal, I love it. Yeah. You know? And so there's a lot of important takeaways
0: from what you just said. I'm going to break it down. The first thing is the goal setting.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And how do we get to a place where we can create a real valid goal for oneself? And that's the part where I am of the belief system. where hiding from the pain, hiding mm-hmm. from the chaos that's going on inside of you, where a piece of your identity feels like it was just stripped from you because you're no longer us. You're no longer Mr. and Mrs. Smith. You are now Miss Smith. That identity change mm-hmm. it has a lot of pain in it has a lot of feeling a sense of loss in it and we can quickly if we're not careful set some false goals for ourselves that aren't really who we are and where our true desire lies because we so quickly need to attach to something new
1: Mm -hmm.
0: the hardest part when you're making a big change in your life is in that dark place where you let go of what was not working before you find what is truly you and what your own path you're sort of in a dark vacuum of a place and that i find to be one of the more dangerous places our mind can find itself in because until it finds its new path its new goal it tries to attach itself very quickly does the ego need to attach itself to something different something new Uh and that's where the self-love movement can cause people to Say well, you know, love me and take me as I am. I accept me myself with all my flaws. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so honest about everything. I'm sorry, I'm such an asshole, but that's just who I am. Love it as it is. Instead of saying just what Shauna did, here is let me take an inventory of who I am. Let me practice self awareness. What am I good at? What am I not good at? What are areas that I could be better? What are areas that I have a weakness? And it doesn't have to mean that we are hating on ourselves. If self-love is the anecdote to self-hate or putting one down, then I understand that part of it. But this self-awareness is just accepting it, yet saying, I can improve on this, mm-hmm. or I no longer want this piece of me that is no, is not serving as a positive function. And then from there, I think when we can come to terms really with who we are, the good and the bad. And the bad is part of who we are as well, even the, the dark, dark parts of ourselves and coming to terms with them instead of putting a shallow, superficial layer of here's what you get, take it or leave it. Can we come to our desires of what do we really want? Who do we really want to be? And that's what you did. You took inventory. I am a logical person. I am not an artist, but I can exercise logic. Whoa, I could be a lawyer. But I think you must have spent some time in that dark place being okay in that dark place or allowing yourself to be okay in that dark place in order to come to that term.
1: Yeah. I, I completely agree with that. I think that in, it's said in many different ways and I don't want to be trite, but through the dark places, through the mistakes, that's when the light comes. Yes. When you sit in the darkness, you find the light, right? Because just a very small example i tried to go to college when my daughter was maybe a year old and i was working and i was trying to be a mom it was not working it, it didn't work it, i could not do all of those things at once and i was really disappointed in myself and i thought oh i'm i'm not going to make it out of this this is not going to happen I really had to sit there and think through what are the next steps? Okay. Well, the next steps are I'm going to have to wait until she's in school. Yeah. Right. Because that's when I can start going to school too. But just sitting in those painful moments and thinking, even when they're kind of almost in despair, you know, out of um necessity comes invention. Mm-hmm. Right. And what is it that's going to pull me up out of here? Yeah. And I think that,
0: That's where the self-love movement going too far gets us to stagnation, Mm -hmm. gets us from jumping from thing to thing. And these are things that I see a lot in people who've gone through divorce. They jump from one bad relationship into another bad relationship into another bad relationship instead of just sitting with oneself and growing comfortable in our own skin no matter all the flaws that that skin carries, right? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean saying take it or leave it. It means look at it, shed light on it, and then make a plan, make a goal for how you're going to rise above it. And then after the goal setting, this is the part that I think what you said is so important is accomplishing the goal and then take inventory of how did that feel. hmm and I think that's where true self-love, tr- that stem that brings in self-esteem and where, where does self-esteem come from? I believe it comes from self-reliance and self-security, knowing that I can count on myself mm-hmm. when things get rough. I know I can count on myself and I don't believe we're born with that. Maybe we are. I don't know. But when we are adults, it doesn't always feel like we have it. Maybe we had it as children, but at some point... A lot of us adults feel like it's wobbly. And how does it, how is it gained? It's through actually fulfilling the promises we made to ourselves.
1: I couldn't agree with you more. And I think that a lot of times what we're seeing now is trying to get that, that self-esteem from others. Other people can't give you self-esteem. You have to earn it and you have to own it yourself. And that doesn't mean that you don't make mistakes. Because people who don't think they don't make mistakes are actually narcissists. Let's face it. It goes to the other extreme. You know, of course you make mistakes. Of course you have your flaws. But flaws are what people actually beautiful. Right. And it's the performance
0: piece is what's new today. Mm -hmm. The performance piece that you mentioned that you things you were accomplishing. It wasn't done on a performance for a performance because there was no social media for anybody to watch. But that's the part that makes me question the authenticity of some of the self-love movement, which is, you know, standing in front of a mirror and having to exercise self-love for an entire audience. I'm not saying that it's not always valid. It doesn't have value. I could, there's many times this has a lot of value. Seeing a beautiful woman without any makeup on you know, exercising self-love in front of a mirror could help tons of little girls to see that. But I think that there is also a layer of it that we see on the Instagram, social media influencers, the life coaches that want us to see their highlights of their life, living the dream, constant, you know, they are waking up at 5 a.m., working out, eating the healthiest food, having the most amazing vacations and everything is, I love myself. So, you know, everything in my life is a, a amazing experience. Striving after that is is not authentic and it's not real versus true self-esteem, true self-love, true waking up in paradise every day is, hey, whatever the day brings, I have been able to count on myself and the goals I've set and the promises I've made myself enough times that no matter what this day brings, I can handle it. And I think that's what you were kind of forced into accomplishing. <laughs> thrown in the deep end, yeah. <laughs> Thrown in the deep end. And today's culture doesn't always give us that push because today's culture is more of, Hey, Shauna, it, it's okay. You know, it's, you don't have to, um, push yourself to go and find a way to improve yourself. You accept you all the ways you are just now. And that's okay. Love yourself just the way you are. Thanks for listening to the happily ever after divorce podcast. If you'd like to learn more, go to Atlanta divorce law group.com forward slash resources.